0: Dear listener, it's a great joy that you choose to join me. This is Adventist Radio, the voice of hope. Please keep tuned to this station until the end. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mahangi. This is your favorite New Life program with interesting segments just for you. But we'll be having the Family Life segment by Lydia Chien. Today she'll be talking about putting together your marriage bucket list. Thereafter we'll be having the Bible segment by Pastor Kigundu Ndwiga. Today's topic is about God's power. Before that, here is a song, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled, by Advent Homecoming in Cymbal.
1: Let not your heart be troubled, ye believe in God and in me, in my Father.
0: I hope that you've been blessed with that lovely song. Thank you for staying tuned. Let us now prepare to listen to Lydia Ching. Welcome, Lydia.
2: Dear listener, welcome to today's Family Life program. Today's topic is putting together your marriage bucket list. Shall we pray? Father, thank you so much for this day and thank you for the marriage message that we're about to share. We pray that it may impact our marriages for the better, that we may love as you would want us to love. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever thought of putting together a bucket list of things you would like to do before you leave this earth? How about a marriage bucket list? Are you wondering what we're talking about here? Joe McKeever gives a good explanation of what a bucket list would involve. This has become a popular parlor game and a best-selling theme for all kinds of books. It contains places to go, things to do, foods to eat, scenes to see before you leave this world, or kick the bucket. That's what gave its name, the bucket list. It's something to consider doing. It can actually be fun, but we're mostly encouraging you to make a marriage bucket list of things you can do together. We're all for things we can do together as husband and wife. There are so many things that can pull us apart in our marriages. That's why we need to be proactive in planning events to keep drawing us back together. The fun begins with sitting down to make the bucket list. Doing an activity like this with your spouse builds up hopefulness for the future, which contributes to a sense of security in the relationship. Plus, you both get to add your opinions about what should be on the list. This requires both of you to yield to each other's desires and listen to each other. Once you go on an adventure, your senses get stimulated by the new scenery and the excitement in the discoveries you make. If you're in any kind of a rut with your spouse or with God, this is a great way to climb right out of it. Those are some great reasons to put your marriage bucket list together and then enjoy the adventures. It can draw you even closer to one another. So, how do you create this list? Let your imaginations go wild. Don't wait until tomorrow to start chasing dreams with your spouse because we are only promised today. Enjoy all that life has to offer together. And then the other thing that caught our attention is a comment that a woman made. She wrote, In meditating on the bucket list as a Christian, I began to wonder what God's bucket list would be, something both husband and wife might consider for their own bucket list. That's the challenge we would like to live with you. Talk about what you and your spouse would like to include in your own marriage bucket list, but don't leave God out of the picture. What would God have you do together? Could it be that He wants you to work on your relationship so that you leave a legacy of love for everyone to witness? Think about it. Pray about it. Then do as He leads. And please don't wait to start chasing those dreams with your spouse with God leading the way. This material is provided by Marriage Missions International. Until next time, God bless you.
0: Do not forget to send us your thoughts about this program by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276, COD 100 Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is Nairobi at ek.adventist.org. Let us now hear from Advent homecoming and symbol with the song, My Jesus, I Love Thee. again for staying tuned to our station it is time for the bible segment pastor kigundu welcome and bless us with the word
3: dear listener today i want us to talk about god's power now I begin with asking you to complete the following statement. The most essential ingredient to living the Christian life is to A. Fill your heart and mind with scripture. B. Pray as much as you are able. 3. Attend Christian meetings for inspiration. 4. Get involved in ministry. 5. Choose to do what is right and godly. 6. None of the above. Well... Each of the above choices are important to living the Christian life, but none of them qualifies as the most essential because they all fail to adequately deal with the primary obstacle Christians must overcome. This obstacle not only makes the Christian life difficult to live, but impossible to live. In this lesson, we'll learn about God's provision to overcome this problem. Now, the primary obstacle that hinders Christians is the sin nature. Contrary to the belief that we are all born innocent, scripture teaches that we do not become sinners, but we are already born sinners. Now consider the following written by King David, whom God described as a man after my own heart. In Psalm 51 verse 5, he says, Surely I was sinful at birth sinful from the time my mother conceived me therefore from the moment we were conceived we were already damaged with a fatal flaw law an inherited condition which makes sinning part of our very very nature now this is how paul describes this problem in romans 3 verse 10 to 12 he says there is no one righteous not even one there is no one who understands no one who seeks god All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. And Jesus said in Mark 7 verse 21 to 23, For from within, that is, out of men's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from within and make a man unclean. And Paul concludes in Romans 8 verse 7 to 8 that the sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Therefore, those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. Dear listener, because of our sinful nature, no matter how many scriptures we know, No matter how often we pray, no matter how many inspirational meetings we attend, no matter how involved we are in ministry, or no matter how strong our will to do right is, our best efforts will fail because they do not deal with the main problem. And when these things are done in our strength, They simply produce spiritual pride, which makes us think that we have truly progressed spiritually. As a result, we look down on others as spiritually inferior. But you see, massively, we do not have to go that route because God has provided a solution for us. So what is God's solution? God's solution to a sin nature is to give us a new nature. He did this by putting his Holy Spirit in us at the moment we received Jesus Christ. Many religions teach that we must conform ourselves to the standard of spiritual principles or laws in order to reach perfection. However, on the other hand, Christianity teaches that man is incapable of transforming himself. What is needed is a totally new life. The following scriptures describe that miracle. When you read John 3 verse 5 to 7, Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. 2 Corinthians 5 17, Paul says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. And Ezekiel says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and cause you to follow my decree and be careful to keep my laws. That is Ezekiel 36 verse 26 to 27. How do we apply God's solution? We are born into this world with a sin nature, but the moment we trust Jesus Christ for forgiveness, we are born again with a new nature. The sin nature or the old me can never please God and does not even want to, but our new nature not only desires to please God, but is able to by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why in Philippians 2 verse 13, Paul says, For God is at work within you, helping you want to obey him and then helping you do what he wants. The desire in you, dear listener, to please God is the work of the Holy Spirit in your heart. It is evidence of the new nature you inherited when you are born again by God's Spirit. The Christian sinful nature will be changed when we are glorified, while our new nature will continue for eternity. The challenge we face in this life is the battle between those two natures to rule in our minds, our hearts and bodies. Those two natures are at war within us. The good news is that this struggle is temporary. Once we are free from the sin nature at the second coming of Christ, our new nature will be unhindered to do all that God desires. That's why I pray, come quickly, Lord Jesus. It is important to understand that the key to victory is God's spirit within us. And therefore, only by allowing his spirit to live through us will we experience God's will and power in us. The secret of victory is God's spirit in us. And that's why in Ephesians 5 verse 18 says, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the spirit. When we analyze this uh, passage carefully, there are these things that we glean from it. Ephesians 5 verse 18 teaches us how to apply God's provision to overcome sin. The word filled means to be filled to the full. A person filled with the Holy Spirit leaves no room for the sin nature to control his life. The following properties of the verb filled help us to understand and apply it. This verb teaches that we are filled with the Spirit by an act of our will. God is not asking us to be filled with His Spirit if we feel like. God is commanding us to be filled. No matter how we feel, no matter what our circumstances, we can choose to be filled and allow God to rule in our lives. In other words, we must not view ourselves as helpless victims to sin. God has given us the freedom of choice and has paid a heavy, precious penalty to safeguard that freedom. This verb also indicates that God is the one who fills us. Our role is to simply make ourselves available to him. As we yield our lives to God, his spirit empowers us with his desire and ability. Finally, this verb commands us to continually allow God's Holy Spirit to fill us. That is moment by moment, hour by hour, day by day no bricks and no allowances must be made for the sinful nature to reign i want us to look at a passage that will give us the assurance that we are filled with the holy spirit and that is found in 1 john 5 verse 14 and 15. this is what john says this is the confidence we have in approaching god that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us and if we know that he hears us whatever we ask we know that we have what we have asked of him so how do we apply this truth in our lives i want you to do the following with me the first thing is confess we must confess of not being filled to the full with God's Spirit. Confess this to God and claim His forgiveness, as outlined in First John 1 verse 9. The second thing, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ask God to fill you with His Spirit. Allow Him to reign in your mind, your heart, and your body. Then, dear listener, pray the following prayer with me. Dear God forgive me for allowing sin to rule in my life i now yield my heart my mind and my body to you and i ask you to fill me with your holy spirit oh lord i want you to reign in my life thank you oh lord for hearing and answering my prayer in jesus name amen
0: We are grateful for the time you have accorded us today. That us been right here at Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Don't forget to send us your views and comments about the show by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 4276 100 Nairobi, Kenya. You can also email us at awnairobi at ek.adventis.org. I've been a presenter, Samuel Mungin. Till then, stay safe. Stay blessed
1: Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Coming, are you ready?